Okay, we are learning this chos for Shlomo Yitzchak Aaron ben Miriam. <coughs> Today is Dafir Alef, and you're just a couple, three lines down in the Gemara. Amar Rava, continue more things that he said. Amar Rava, Bamachasam, Marcham, Marguria, Marab. Kol Ir, Shagavosegvom, Mevesaknesis. Any city where the roofs of the other places in the city are higher than the shul. So far, in the end, it will be the whole city will be destroyed. Shinamar, the Mevesh says, Okinu, Hashem promises to raise up the base of Mekdosh, the Hamanus Harvasav. And to restore all the ruins that are there, and the pasuk finishes off that there will be a guard, like a fence around Yehuda and Yerushalayim. So we see that the idea is that there will be protection only if the house of Hashem is higher, and our shuls today are connected to the base of Mikdash. That's why it's important that the shul be higher than the rest of the places. Says the Gemara, how do The Gemara qualifies it's only by a roof of a house of a kshushi Babrudi. If it's different, like towers or lookouts, less lamba, we don't have a problem. And the idea is that it's only where people are actually um, made for people to live. We don't want people living in a place, uh, hanging out in a place that's higher than the shul. wouldn't be destroyed. Meaning, Rav Ashi lived there, and he made sure that the people didn't build their houses higher than the shul. So the Quran says the Masmachasa was destroyed. It wasn't destroyed from that sin. You know, he prevented them from that sin. Happens to be, it was destroyed on other accounts. Better to be under to work for someone who's who's an Arab, but not under a nachri. Who's a nachri? That's a that's a reference. Rashi says to Edom, to the Romans. So the the Edomim, the Edomim are worse than the than the Arabs. Tachas nachri, better to work for uh, a, a, a Roman. Below tachas chaber, not under chaber. So a chaber it seems like certain people that had something to do with Persia, and they were particularly cruel. Tachas was of under him, but not better to be under him than So the idea is not physical danger, but Spiritual danger in the sense that someone's Mashamash in the Chachamim, you can't really respect him perfectly, then you might be get punished. But better under Tamachacham and not an orphan, a scout, or a widow, because there a person has to be so particularly sensitive. And again, if, if a person would, would make a mistake, it might um, be threatening to them. Says the Gemara, be sick with anything, but not sick in the stomach. Any pain, not in the heart. Kol mechosh, any again like a pain or an ache, below mechosh rosh, not something in the head. Korav below ishara, any type of evil, but not an evil wife. Says the Gemara, Rambam, 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 all the seas are ink. Rambam, Klomos move, and all the like the bodies of water where the reeds grow and and they make different quills from there. Everything would be quills. But Shemaim, you realize all the heaven was the paper, the parchment. And everybody in the world. Was a sofa, a scribe in Masiklos Chalosha Rashi, which still would not be enough to say how bad. I'm sorry to say how deep uh, the minds of the governments are, and the idea is that the king has to balance so many different things every single day. Um, so it's an amazing thing how much is going through. Said Micro, where do we see this? It's the the, the mind of the kings is beyond what we can investigate. So what's the point of this? Is more trying to say it's good, it's bad? So you have different opinions. Either that to stay away from the government or it means to respect the government more. Look how much you know the government, it's very complex, how much they have to balance. It's good, a fast is very good after a bad dream. Like a fire is good for destroying some flat. It's very, most, it works the best, it's very effective if you fast on that day that the, the dream happened. Even if it's Shabbos, normally it's a din, you know, owning Shabbos. But a person, if it, if it will bring a person actually displeasure, if he, if he has to eat, 
more pleasure if he would fast than he's allowed to um, to fast. They made a special calf, a third bone calf, which is like the most, you know, delicate, the, the best delicacy, the most important cut of meat. So he said, I don't want to eat it. I'm in the middle of a fast, so I don't want to eat. So a person can borrow his fast. Even once you accepted a fast, he can break it. If you want to pray and pay it back later. So why don't you break your fast now and you'll fast another day. So Because right now it's a tainas chalom. It's a fast. It's very good for, 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 for a bad dream like fire for the flax. It's only on that day. That's why he was reticent to break his fast. What did we learn? We learned in the Mishnah that you have to, you're not supposed to start one of these time consuming activities close to the time of Mincha. But once you start it, you don't have to stop. And then the Mishnah said, You do have to stop to say the Shema. And then it finished off, but not for davening. So the Gemara says, We already said, You don't have to stop for davening. So why are we talking about, again, you don't have to stop for davening? So the Gemara says, Save us talking about the very Torah, meaning the Mishnah is not talking about anymore someone who started like a meal or a court case. The Mishnah is talking about someone who's learning. Someone who's learning does not have to interrupt for davening. The time says, there are scholars who are learning Torah. They have to stop for Dab for Shema to Mitzvah Torah. They don't have to stop for prayer. And what's the idea? The Gemara continues. However, it's only true and his people. These are people who aren't involved in Olam Azad. They're people who, as we remember, if you remember from Brachos Lamanei, they don't really work. They don't believe in a job. So for them, Tefillah is less important. So for them, Torah is their full life. So if Torah is their full life, so they don't have to stop to daven. I will go on Anu, but we for ourselves, meaning people who do work, so then we have to daven as well. We have to interrupt Torah study even for prayer. Says the Gemara, Batani says in Brayas Yishma, "Ema seeking letzila." Same, we don't have to stop for prayer. You don't have to stop for Shema. So which one is it? Right? It seems to say here that uh, you don't have to stop for 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 even for Shema. So which one is it? Here we're saying that for sure you do have to stop for Shema. Here this price says even for Shema you don't have to stop. Says That's you know special extenuating circumstances. Talking about people who are busy, uh, you know, with their calculations of the year and they're making a leap year, which happened once in a while. A few special rabbis would get together, lock themselves up, and and uh, until they were able to declare a leap year. So we were busy with the Ibarashan and Yavdal, you know, we wouldn't stop to say Shema words for davening. So that was a special dispensation that you don't have to say the Shema, that's for Ibarashan. But under regular circumstances, it's not so so crazy that you have to stop to even learning or stop your meal to recite the Shema. Continues the Mishnah. Well, now we get back to why we're learning about all these things about doing something close in the afternoon, because now we see it relates back to Shabbos. A tailor can't go out with his needle stuck onto him close to when Shabbos starts. Why? He might forget he's carrying it and he'll carry it on Shabbos. The same thing with his scribe. He can't go out with his pen before. He might carry it on Shabbos. Now a new day. A person is not allowed to take um, like the bugs. They used to have bugs that get, used to get stuck onto their clothes. You're not allowed to take them off on Shabbos for the Yikra, and you can't read the Arnav by the light of the lamp. They were going to see this is Dinter Abbanan. We're scared if you're reading by the light, by the, if you're reading by the light of the lamp, you might come to adjust it, which is Ahavara, right, from this week's parashah, on Shabbos. 
Let's say you have a Gabbai in Shul and he doesn't know what the Parsha is tomorrow, so he doesn't know where the Torah should be rolled to, so he can look over what kids are reading, what, they're, what, they're, what, they're, what the Parsha should be, so figure it out. You can't actually read it by the lamplight. So the Mishra is saying it's not like it's also to use light, it means you can't like read well by the light. Kayotibo, another similar, like, we similar in the sense that how far Xeris their abundance go. Can't eat together with a zava because it might lead to sin. So this is a chiddush. I mean, certainly a zav can't sit, can't, or a zava can't eat with someone who's dark, right? So the idea is that you can't have bia, but sharing a meal is something you know it might bring to bia. So it's awesome. Um, it's also time to have for them to have meals together without doing something special that will remind them um, that physical physical touch and then and then and the relations is forbidden. Okay. We'll see more about that in the Gemara. It says the Gemara Tanan Azim, we learned in a mission there in Erevin. A person can't stand in a private Roshos. Stick his head forward and drink in a public Roshos. Why? What's the Pshat? I mean, make her idea and he's not doing anything wrong. And he's not transferring it. As soon as he drinks, that's already Munach from over there. And um, it's done in the other Roshos. Who cares that he happens to be most of his body is in another domain? That's not a problem. Same thing, vice versa. Which is a rabbi because standing in a public domain, you should be and drink something that's in a private domain. But Meikarad, then you could do that. But Midrabanan, they said you can't do that. Why? Why is it that Midrabanan you're not supposed to do that? Because we're scared that you might bring the drink. We're scared that you might carry the drink over, which would be a hotzah. But if you bring your head and most of your body in the domain you're drinking, mutter, that's mutter. Because you're not going to forget and bring the cup. So in other words, Chazal say that Midrabanan, you're not allowed to drink on one Rishos that you're not standing in. Because we're scared you're going to move the cup. But if you stick your head and most of your body into the Rishos that you're drinking, then we're not concerned that you'll forget, and therefore it's mother. And then it says in the Mishnah, the Chayin Begas. The same thing applies in the gas, in the wine part. So we'll have to see what in the world does that mean. It says the Gemara, What's the Allah by Karmel? So if one person is to say, um, and he wants to drink something that's in a karma. So even if he does forget, it's only Durabana. So do we make a Xera to protect the Durabana or not? So Amar Abai, it's the same. The same way we made the Xera to protect the between Rishos and Rishos. So do we make the Xera to protect the Hotzah between that, the Rishos and and the Karmas? Rav Amar, no, he goofed Xera. The whole Allah to begin with, there's only Xera Durabana. A non-Nakob, a Nakob, Xera, Xera. Should we get up and make further Xera? So the whole thing's Xera, so we don't make further Xera. So a karma is, it's mutter. To uh, lean over and drink. Amar Abayim and Amin Allah. Where do I know this that that we make exerus? The Mishnah said so. Do in the wine press. What's a wine press? You can't. Presumably the same thing. You can't lean over to a domain that's where the wine press is and drink the wine. So my gas. What's the case? If the wine press, Tanina. That was the first part, right? It said that. Can't say and drink in Rishasayachan. If it's public, Tanina, we also learned that. It said you can't stand the Rishasayachan and drink in Rishasayachan. So what are we adding when we say Vachim Begas? Allah Karmelis. It must be that the, that the wine press is the Karmelis. And that's what we're adding. We're adding that even though it's only Therapana, even if you would do Adsa, still Therapana made another example that you're not allowed to drink, lean over and drink. Rav Amar, no. You have to learn that it's going on something completely different. Achim Vigas, Linya Meiser. talking about the laws of Meiser. Now, just to know the law, the basic law is that until the Gemara Malacha, until food or drink that's high from Meiser is finished being produced, you're allowed to snack on it. The laws of Tevel don't fully set in. You're allowed to take a snack. 
So the finishing of the production of the wine press is when it settles in the bottom vat. So when it's still in the press, it's not really us or technically to drink it because it's just a snack. So it's much that the Kamar Malach hasn't take place. But you're only, you're only allowed to do it. It's only considered a snack if you're in the place of the gas. But if, let's say, you would take the drink out of the, the domain of the, of the gas, that would be forbidden. It would no longer it would be considered taken out. It would be considered a Kamar Malacha and you wouldn't be allowed to take a snack. So when the Mishnah says, means let's say you're not standing right over the, the wine press. You're somewhere else. And you want to just lean over and drink, so Allah says you shouldn't do that because we're considered you're going to take the wine into the domain where you're standing, and then you're not allowed to drink it anymore. So it's only mutter if you lean your head and most of your body into where the gas is. So now the Gemara is going to elaborate on this concept in order for us to better understand what the issues are with drinking wine that hasn't had trimmers of mice taken off while it's still in the gas. You can drink wine over the wine press, even if you dilute it. Even if you dilute it, it's still considered a drink. Upatra, your potter from take off trims mice is different there. So you drink it in casual, it's considered a casual drink. It's, a, it's just a snack. Even though you dilute it, you do not have to take off trims of mice. Why? Because if you dilute the wine, that makes it more like a, a, a regular sense of drinking. It's not just a snack. It's like kvias now, and now you're not allowed to drink it until you take off trims of mice first. make a compromise. If you. If you used hot water to dilute it, then you're chayev. Because you can't put it back once you put it in the hot water, it would spoil. For cold water, you could, because you could always put it back, whatever remains, in the, whatever remains, you could put it back in the wine press. So therefore, it's just a snack. There's nothing kva about the way you're drinking it. So now we're applying that. That's what the mission means, that has nothing to do with the laws of Carmelis. And in fact, actually, in a Carmelis, relevant defense, you would be allowed to lean over and take a drink, because we don't make exer or so basically, it comes out that there's a machlokas if we make double gzeris by hotza. Why would hotza be different? So one of the reasons that's mentioned in Mishonim is that hotza people treat more leniently. Remember, it's a malacha gura. So in order, we have to protect the malacha more, and that's why we would say maybe gzeri l'gzeri for hotza. So now the Gemara brings proofs. So now we learned it. I'm actually saying the tailor is not allowed to go out with the needle. Friday afternoon, right before Shabbos, might forget and carry. It's a mile to of a big Where's the needle? Probably it's just stuck onto his garment. It's been right in his garment. So that's only drabbanan. In order to chalichav and Shabbos, you have to do some malach on the normal way. So it's on the normal way is that you carry things in your hand. If something's stuck onto your garment, you carry it out like that. You're not chayav. It's also a drabbanan, but you're not chayav. So the whole thing is a drabbanan. And we're saying that you might forget that it's stuck onto your garment and carry it out like that. So we see a proof that we make the gzer or so the Gemara says, "Low, it's not a proof. It could be the case is he's in his hand. If it's in his hand, then if you would carry it out, it would be a daraisa." Tashma, Taylor can't go out with the needle stuck onto his garment. My love, Arab Shabbos isn't the price of one Arab Shabbos, and it's saying that we make the drabbanon. You might do it on Shabbos, even though if you did it on Shabbos itself, it would only be drabbanon. Says the Gemara, "Low, he's not even Shabbos. That price we're talking about on Shabbos." But in the Kanami, if the needle was pinned onto his bag on Arab Shabbos, he'd be allowed to go out. But Tanya, but it says in another price, the tailor can't go out if the needle is stuck on his garment. Even Arab Shabbos is close to nightfall. So that price is clearly talking about it's only on his garment, which is only a drop on it, even if you would forget. And it's clearly saying you can't do it even on Friday. So the Lord says, Amani, who's that bride? Some Rebuda. There's a new Yisraeli Rebuda. That if you carry something in the way that that woman would carry it, you're Chai. In other words, even though it's a Shinoi for anybody else, anyone else who would carry the needle stuck onto their clothes, it would be Shinoi, they'd be Pater. But for a woman, that is normal for him. It's normal for him because he always has needles coming where, you know, a tailor always has needles coming everywhere. So sometimes he'll stick them onto his bag. So since for him it's normal, he'd be Chai. It says in a bride, so they say, the tailor can't go out with the needle stuck on his garment. The carpenter is like uh, some sort of material behind his ears. 
I guess it's something he used uh, to measure things or keep it straight. Below Sarekim Shikha Shabazno. I don't exactly know what this is, but uh, it's something that looks like from Ashish, someone who works with fabrics exactly. I don't know exactly what it is. So you can't go out with some sort of thing that he ties things with behind his ear. Below Gardi Bezik Shabazno, the weaver is a thing that. Um, He's got the weaver, so, so some stuff you, get, you would use to, to 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 plug things up. Like I guess, like you, that, and when it went during the weaving process, so you can't have that thing behind his ear. Or a dyer can't have his like the, the dabber thing behind his shoulder. All these things, or a money changer, he can't have the money that he always holds on him. He can't carry it behind his ear. And all these cases, we also have If he did it, it's usher, but it's potter. It's only with Rabbanon also, it's different Amer, because he carried out in a weird way. So Amer holds, even though for that person himself, it might actually be normal, since for most people in the world, the way they would carry it, that would be weird. So everyone's potter. Yehuda says, no, Uman Darachim Rasul Chayev. The person himself, for him, he's the Uman, so he's Chayev. Sharkalav and potter, only a regular person would be potter. So the bride said that said that the tailor can't go out with a needle stuck onto his backhead, even though we don't normally make zero like zero, would be like Rabbi Yehuda, because if he would do that on Shabbos, he would be Chayev. Says the Gemara, we learn one of my salitze, Azov Pekizo. Azov can't go out on Shabbos with his pouch. So the pouch would be like almost like a diaper where it would catch any fluid. So the Zov is someone who sees these weird uh, missions. Uh, so just to give a little bit of background to it. So if he sees twice, he has to watch, he has seven clean days um, before he's able to be tar. And if he sees three days, um, if he sees three times, then he actually has to bring a carbon as well. So there's no difference between you know, a Zov who sees two or three, except that if he sees two, he has to count seven clean days. If he sees three, he has to bring a carbon at the end as well. So it says here in one prize though, that the Zov um, doesn't go out. He can't wear you can't go wear, wear this diaper thing. So what's the idea? It's not clothing. It's very interesting. You know, clothing isn't why isn't the clothing outside? Because it's bought to your body. It's just like an adornment. It's a part of it's a part of you, so it's not carrying. But the diaper isn't like that. Um, it's just it's it's not it's not really to protect your body or anything. It's just you want to we'll see in a second. You want to examine yourself when you're doing that. So that's total hotza. And this is where we start already seeing something a concept that we'll learn a lot more about on the Masechta later on. It's very hard to define what's carrying and what's not carrying. A beget, you know, your jacket, your tie. That's all making you look good. It's protecting you. It's keeping you warm. Whatever clothing does, the purpose of clothing, and therefore it's fine. Um, but a diaper that a person would be wearing. That would totally be hotza. So he's not allowed to go with it. If he does, it's only it's it's it's, it's he's not chayav because he carried it in a weird way. He didn't carry it in his hand. Tani That's what other bride says. If he carries walks walks out with the diaper, he's chayav achatas. It's considered normal. So what's the what's going on? It says here. So I'm revisiting If you go like Ramir, your potter. But the other ones like Rabbi Yehuda because it's normal for him. Since it's normal for for him to go out with his diaper, so therefore he would be chayav. So we're comparing Rabbi Yehuda, the, the 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 needle on the tailor, to this zav with the diaper. So Amalei Abayim Misham, so may render, may say your potmiyah zav or what's where where it's unusual even for him. In a case where it's not where where it's usual even for him, Misham is like what you say. In other words. Rameir only potters the tailor because even the tailor, the most normal way, of course, is to carry it in his hand. It's just sometimes he gets stuck on his baggage, and that's also considered normal. But uh, and there, but Rameir still says your potter because the most normal way is to carry it in your hand. But Azov, for him, the diaper is Bechlal never carried in the hand. The only thing that Azov ever does with the diaper is he wears it. So even Rameir should agree that that's a normal thing. So 
When the Zohar goes out with his diaper, we don't understand anyone in the world who should say that you're potter. And Abai proves his point here. The Rameir holds your chayef for something that's done in his normal way, even for other people. It's not. Let's say you have a hadyot. A hadyot is not, and someone doesn't really know what he's doing well. And he carves out a hole in a log that's the size of a kav. So it doesn't have the right form. It's not normally the way a carpenter would do it. A carpenter might be able to do a much larger hole. So he does something that's not really professional. Would you not? Would you? Would Rameir say you're not chayiv? In other words, he's not doing it in the normal way. Rameir is certainly going to say you're chayiv. Why? Because for you, that's the way you would do it. So so too here for Azov. This is the way Azov does the hutzah on, 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 on the diaper. So it's a very strange comparison. Very, very difficult to understand. One is an issue of the shinoi and the way that he's carrying. One is, did he do the most effective way of doing the malacha? But somehow the Gemara is comparing them. And the Gemara is saying, we judge each person for themselves. So even if someone's not a professional, see, he does something, that's the binion that he does. So to hear, he, this is the hutzah, the zav does the hutzah the way he does it. Rameer only meant that a dealer who carries who carries the needle on his bag, that's not even the most normal thing for him. But if it's the most normal thing for, for a person, for a zav to wear this diaper, then definitely even according to Rameer, you should be high. So the Gemara now rejects that just by saying like Rameir will be potter. So Elah Merv Muno Lo Kasha comes up every year. If it's a Zav who saw two, so he has to wear the diaper now to see if he sees again. Because if he sees again, he's going to have to know if he's going to bring a carbon. So it's very important. So therefore, it's normal for him to wear the diaper and he's high of Kamazav years. But the Bryce says your potter is that he already saw three times. So you don't really need the pouch. So therefore, it's weird for him to wear it. And since it's weird for him to wear it, he's not going to be high of. Says the Gemara It doesn't make sense. Why is it about a Zav who saw two? Twice have to wear it. But the Vidika needs to check. Zav who saw three times also has to wear it. But the Vidika needs to count seven clean days. What's the difference? A Zav who saw twice, he's going to wear it to, to, to see if he saw a third time to know if he's high of carbon. So a Zav who saw three times is going to have to wear it to check that he's clean. He has seven clean days he has to see. So Mars says, We're talking about on that very day. On the very day that he saw it, anyways, he can't count seven clean days. He has to wait seven clean days until tomorrow. So there's nothing doing. There's no reason for him to examine himself and see if he and see if he'll see anymore. He Monoshop is going to bring a carbon at the end, and he can't count this as one of seven clean days. So therefore it's weird for him to wear the diaper. Since it's weird for him to wear the diaper, he would be potter if he carried it out that way. Says the Marvam it's not it's not weird. He's doing it not to, to protect his clothing. He's doing it to protect his clothing. Um, he's doing it to protect his clothing, so so that should be normal. By the way, so what would you say about this? Let's say a person wears a pair of boots that go over over his shoes, like kolashes. You got to wear those on Shabbos. Here you see in the Gemara that when the Zav is wearing the diaper, the purpose in this case is, and the Zav who saw three times isn't to make any examinations. The purpose is to to protect his clothing, and yet it's still clear that that's that's hotza. Why? Because it's not protecting him; it's only protecting the clothing. So what would you say about wearing galoshes? Are they made to protect you, and therefore it's mutter? Or are they made to protect your clothing, and therefore it's aser? So the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Zera Hatanu Damar. Tana the bride says to Tana says, Kolat Soitin of Anything that's just being done to protect something from becoming dirty, it's not considered a significant thing. Where it's not considered like you're doing it for a real purpose. The Tana you certainly learned in a Mishnah. To so the Mishnah is talking about machshirin. Right when you have a din of ratzon, in order for a food a food item to become a kabbalatuma, has to become wet. It's not enough that it becomes wet; it has to become wet in a way that you're happy about the. You have a ratzon, you have a will for the liquid to be there. So, so what's an example of having, of having this? The time kofakara because if someone turns over a plate on a wall, it's raining. So he turned over a plate on the wall. The rainwater goes off the off the plate and falls on some produce. So if you put the plate there, so the plate should be rinsed. Because you want. 
the liquid. You want the liquid to clean the plate. So therefore, it's considered chash of liquid. You had das for it, and now if it falls on fruit, it could give it, uh, make it susceptible to tumma. The imbishvil. If you put it there just to protect the wall from, from, from getting wet, why? Because you don't really want the rain. You don't want the rain. You're just trying to get it off of something. So, so to here, since the Zav is using the pouch to protect his clothing, so, so wearing the pouch is not considered significant. So the Gemara says, come on, me dummy. Is that comparable? There you don't want the liquids at all. right? You'd rather it didn't rain. Here the Zav needs to carry it as pouch. Now here we're comparing whether the Zav wants the diaper. So he wants the diaper to protect his clothing. There we want to know, do you want the rain? So you don't want the rain at all. You'd rather it didn't rain. Once it rains, you have to protect it. Here the question is, do you want the diaper? And the answer is, yeah. Once it's flowing, you're going to want the diaper. And the Gemara proves his point. If anything is only comparable to the end of the mission there, let's say it was a bowl and it's leaking. So if you put the bowl in a way that the leak is going to fall into it, so the water that splashes out of the bowl is not bechiyutan. Why? The water that comes out of the bowl. So it's an interesting thing. The point is that it's not it's not chasha with the water. How, what, you don't like you're not mash with the water. We don't see that you want the water. However, it implies and this is the point. The water inside the bowl is considered and It's like you had rotsum. What's the pshat? Because clearly you want the water to go into the bowl. So even though it's to protect, you're putting there to protect something from damage. The point is that the water that goes in the bowl is considered. Um, it's considered it's considered because you put it right side up. So if you put it right side up, you don't really want to protect what, what the water from going on sun. You also want to collect the dripping water. So you want the water. So the Gemara now is is, is saying we have the same thing here. Says that the bottom line is even though you'd rather you know he wasn't dripping at all, but once he is, he wants to wear the diaper to protect his clothing. So it should be chashav and it should make him chayav chayav on Shabbos. Now, obviously, this is not really the same thing. You don't want the water here. You don't want the liquid. You're just trying to protect. But the point, the overall point of what the Gemara seems to be saying is that it's a little bit in the middle. It's not really like either one of those cases. Here, it's in the middle. Once you're dripping, you want to wear the diaper to make sure, to make sure that uh, your clothing doesn't get wet. So maybe, maybe that is considered something chashuv. So again, our question comes back: What is the pshat in the Manda Amar that you are not high of? For wearing the diaper, so the Gemara says, "Ella by Rama Shmuel Lokash Rabbi Yehuda Reb Shimon." It depends if you go like Rabbi Yehuda Reb Shimon. What is this Rabbi Yehuda Reb Shimon? So we have a din of Malacha Shein Tzricha Lagufa. Malacha Shein Tzricha Lagufa is you do Malacha, but not for its own need, just for something else. A classic example of that is that somebody digs a hole in order to get out dirt. So the Malacha is the binyan; they don't need the dirt, they don't need the hole, they just need to get out the dirt. So they're doing the Malacha, but for a different reason from the objective of the Malacha itself. So do here, the Malacha votza is to carry something from point A to point B. Here, I don't really need the diaper to be in point B it's not the point you just want to make sure that your clothing don't, doesn't get dirty that's why you're carrying it out so you're doing what's up and because you need the what's up so Reb Shimon says is potter. so according to Reb Shimon someone who carries out the diaper will be potter because he doesn't really want to transfer the item he just doesn't want his clothing to get dirty like so then you would be for wearing out the for wearing out the diaper